Hello and welcome to The Five. Today is June 11th, 2021, and the five topics we'll be discussing today is gambling at ESPN, are your Big Macs safe, COVID-19 outbreaks on cruise ships, critical race theory in Florida, and the most important save for last, the Saved by the Bell reboot. With me today on my right is Ben, my left is Caleb, I am Tyler Douthat, all members of TFD Supplies. Let's get going. First item on today's list, ESPN gambling. So front office sports has reported that there's an ESPN sports book on the way as everything's becoming more acceptable, more states legalizing sports betting is becoming only more popular. And ESPN says right now, according to the source, that once it becomes legal in their home state of Connecticut, then they expect to go, go all in with that. What do you guys think about sports betting? It's fun. I do it. I rarely ever do it. Usually, and, you know, with, with outside of like fantasy football and stuff like that, I usually never do it because it's a because I can see where it could be easily addicting. Yeah, you know, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little bit of the mindset that a lot, a lot of things are going to happen regardless, and for those things, it's nice to have a more controlled, more safe environment. For example, like if you're the sports betting type, you get caught up with a bookie, you might end up with your knee broken. Yeah, yeah. and there's that. And I think it's gonna happen, but I think the ease of use, I mean, the apps are super smooth and easy. It's, as it's legal, it's easier to get money back and forth, like out of bank accounts versus dealing in cash, yes. a lot of stuff. But it's also hard to argue that more smooth, easy accessibility would make those maybe borderline addicts right. much easier to become an actual addict. Right. Yeah. You know, it almost like anytime you have something that used to be illegal, at yeah. least in a lot of places, that it's so popular that they have no choice but to make it legal. That's when you know. It's all about the dollar. It, tax revenue. That, yeah, that's when you know it makes yeah. a lot of money and you know a lot of people like to do it. So many things we have now used to be illegal, like state and countrywide, but when governments realize how much money there is to be had from taxing stuff, yeah. they suddenly changed their tune. Like the lottery used to be legal, run by yeah. organized crime. They were all states like, well, we can make a bunch of money by doing almost nothing. Yeah. Right. The laundry was ran by organized crime. Yeah, for for a long time it was there. There was no laundry. It was illegal to actually do. But the people that are okay with illegal things ran ran lotteries, and then eventually states realized that we can do this too because they saw how much money there was to be had. That's crazy. Do you you think we'll ever run into a a problem where point shaving becomes a what's point shaving? Point point shaving is when players. A part of the game oh. actually and lose intentionally like to make money and sometimes not even lose right because say the spread like say some basketball game like 10 points say you have to win by more than 10 or less than 10 or like 10 and a half they do yeah. say you only win by seven points you miss one shot knowing you might still win the game but you would fall within the spread yeah. of the yeah. stuff okay. and people betting on themselves i mean that, that's been i feel like it's been going on a while though yeah but it'd be I think it could become a bigger issue. I think, well, I think that was the root of it becoming illegal in the first place was that. And then with the mob too, mm-hmm. uh, you, you ever seen The Longest Yard? I mean, that's literally almost the plot of The Longest Yard. He's yeah. in jail because he was quarterback. He's in jail because he got caught point shaving, but he only did that because the mob made him do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I can definitely see that happening in real life. Yeah, like it, I'm sure it has happened a lot, but you say you're some like 19 year old kid playing some sports game and some stranger walks up and says like here's twenty five thousand dollars in cash just win by less than 10 tonight (laughs) it'd be a hard thing to pass up for people that 
don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Of course, once they're in their cycle, they, they don't like to let you let you out much. Right. Uh, but this is kind of part of the continuing trend of more and more sports betting. And this doesn't have information here, but p- people are aware like more and more states have, including Illinois where we're at, yeah. has legalized far more of sports betting stuff. Let's see, uh, April was the second biggest month ever for US gaming uh, to, at $44 billion, only trailed by March of this year because of March Madness at 4.8 billion. People love to bet on those high, sorry, college kids. Uh, so probably just gonna happen more, and I, I think it's gonna have to be, it'll be addressed more eventually. Mm-hmm with people and point shaving or that because that becomes easier, more mainstream. Because yeah. then instead of getting caught up in the mob, you could probably bet on yourself yeah. instead of having to deal with something else. And of course, risk would go along with that. Yeah, but and like, and what are the penalties gonna be for that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are they going to uh, punish players? Like, kick them, ban them, or even go to prison? You know, that remains to be seen, but that'd be interesting to see. Well, like, NCAA has a pretty strong history of treating their players like their cash cows. Yes. And that's a whole separate conversation yeah. on, I get there's some value to an education, but it's interesting when there's people, you get your full ride on it, which is good, but you have families that can't afford to go see the games because they're so poor. It seems like there could be some series of exceptions or something, and I don't have the stats here, but like March Madness is pretty profitable. Yes. And it's made on the backs of players getting an education where they can then fight at Starbucks for jobs. <laughs> so I think it's, I think there's a lot of issues there. Yeah. All right, item number two, there was a McDonald's hack. So are your Big Macs safe? Let's see, there was a, there was in South Korea, Taiwan, and our country, the USA, hackers stole some data from the systems. Let's see, is anything more useful here? Like, I don't know what sensitive data as far as customers McDonald's might have. Yeah. I suppose credit card stuff, but they tend to not store those things. Uh, so the breach, oh, here it is. The breach disclosed some business contact information along with restaurants such as seating capacity and square footage of play areas. No customer data was breached. I'm not sure what a hacker would accomplish with seating capacity or play area square footage <laughs> for McDonald's, <laughs> but maybe not seeing the big picture on yeah. that. A part of a growing trend of ransomware hacks Cyber practice from the Wall Street Journal, this particular article. And it's hard to argue though, like cyber attacks and mm-hmm. hackers, it really seems to be snowballing. Yeah. Like yeah, there's really ransomware is. attacks, there's hackers, there's this, that all the time. Well, it seems easy. well once, yeah. it, once it works somewhere, they expect it to work almost everywhere else, you know? Yeah. They, uh, They've had success. They just did that. What is it with the oil rigs? The or? oil pipeline. The oil yeah. pipelines. Yeah. So they had success there, and it worked out. So now they have. In, there's incentive now to keep doing it. Yeah. So the oil pipeline. They paid about five million dollars in Bitcoin for ransomware to get it unlocked, and I think the FBI or some government organization was able to recover like two million or three million of that. Yeah. Better than nothing. No. And the food one. There was one of the. It was JBS. I forget one of the biggest. Meat producers also had a ransomware attack. They paid $11 million to yeah. get their systems unlocked. So it seems like when these cyber criminals are realizing there's, there's, a, there's a lot of potential here, yeah. that it's just only gonna get worse until yes. that gets, but how do you solve that either? Yeah. I don't know how you solve it. Especially since whoever's doing it is probably not even in the same country. It's yeah. not even mm-hmm. someone far away. You have no idea. They're probably using encrypted everything so hard to uh, track. Yeah, that's a hard thing to fight. I think the FBI, CIA, or whoever, I think they have 
you know, they have a pretty strong task. It's hand. big jobs, and I think it's almost more political than that because a lot of times they uh, it's pretty well known, like Russia and North Korea are the ones that are behind a lot of the cyber attacks. Yeah. And they don't have extradition law, so we could say, oh, by the way, the criminal here, and they'll just shrug their shoulders and say, not my problem. Yeah. So it's as far as like extradition or cooperating when there are known criminals there, it's really hard thing. You can't really prosecute the source until <laughs> things are different politically. Yeah. So all you can do is try to make it safe on the other side. So I guess update your firmware. I guess that's what all I can say. Man, I don't know what else to do besides that. Yeah, whoever is tasked to com combat that, they have a heck of a a job yeah. in front of them because I don't know what you do about that. I guess maybe you just find better software mm -hmm. for defense to right. defend against that. I guess that's what you do, but I don't know. I'm sure there's some there's so many genius. And it's, it's always in movies it. and stuff too, but I'm a firm believer whenever there's like the next big world war altercation type thing, it's not gonna be soldiers on battlefields. It's gonna be mm -hmm. infrastructure because you say computers that have seating capacity for McDonald's are probably ones that control lots of things, water supplies, like electrical grids, uh, bank networks, not even to mention the, the war machine of, of our defense department. Yeah. Because it would be, you're gonna get someone's attention to, by the way, like, we're not gonna have power for the next month, so good luck. Like, so that stuff could happen. Right. Well, Bruce Willis or someone is there to, to yeah. make it safe for us. I, I said that sounds almost literally like the plot like, of Die Hard Four. Well, that's like, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> but it, but it's I think it yeah. is. I don't know based on reality. But looking at it now versus I don't know when like ten years ago they came out whatever. Right. But I think it's gonna. I right. think it's more real now than it was then I, as I, a real thing. I know they always say don't see everything you see in movies, but movies tend to get things right. Like they usually they tend to be ahead of their time. Like Die Hard Four came out in two thousand seven, back before, you know, before all this started happening. It's like they it saw the future. And I was super so let sense. down. Well yeah. I was real let down because talking to you, Will Smith and Brad Pitt, because with the worldwide pandemic, I thought based on World War Z knowledge or I Am Legend knowledge yeah. that we could have this solved faster than it happened this time. Yeah. So they kind of really let me down. I expected more from them. <laughs> All right. So next item, COVID-19, big surprise. But so two passengers cruising on the Celebrity Millennium cruise ship, CNN reported, tested positive, and let's see, halted... So they say they had to, these passengers had to have negative tests prior to boarding and were asymptomatic and then on required post-cruise tests to passengers tested positive. I think the lesson of that is don't be a moron and get vaccinated yeah. and also, because that seems like that would solve most of the problems. Yeah, I think cruise ships, they need to stop requiring tests and stop requiring vaccinations. Yeah. They need to do mm -hmm. Because that... Because uh, that was the problem last year. A lot of people were getting tested. That didn't do any good. People were, it was still spreading like wildfire. Uh, yeah, they need to have required vaccinations. Need vaccination cards. I think there's too much, too many dollars at play for that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but there's there's states, of course, like the craziness of Florida, like they they banned requiring vaccinations for things. Yeah, that's what Florida does. Why would you want to ensure something is safe? Let's yeah. be Florida instead. Uh, so there were 500 passengers on board and 95%, then three math whizzes, that's 95 out of 100 were fully, people don't always get percentages, yeah, yeah. so I, I like to clarify that. Not, yeah. not everyone knows percentages. Mm -hmm. uh, so 95 out of 100 people were vaccinated on board, 
uh, children can't as that is, but they're required to show negative tests. So they said everything was on there. And that's interesting because a week from yesterday, my wife and I are planning on booking a, a European cruise for summer 2022, which is a long ways in, in pandemic times. Lots more vaccinations, probably kid vaccinations too. Uh, speaking of Florida, takes us to topic number three of only in Florida, because there's lots of good people in Florida, but Florida's known for crazy stuff. So the Florida Board of Education, Edu Florida Board of Education passed the rule banning critical race theory in classrooms. Now, are you guys aware of the general gist of what critical race theory is? No. Uh, it's been in the news lately. Uh, the main idea is the the people that are for it say say that it gives context because it kind of teaches that uh, the lighter your skin is, you're born with kind of advantages that someone with darker skin doesn't have. Mm -hmm. The people against it says that it makes people feel guilty for being born white, mm -hmm. and that it assume like they, those people will assume that they make it feel like you're a racist if you're white and that you have benefited lots from slavery from being white. Right. Uh, and the other people say it's not so much that. I think the main thing about it is it's attempting, and I think it's a deeply divided system, but it's attempting to draw the reality of the way you are born oftentimes opens or closes doors for you and makes things easier or harder. Like I was not born to be a male model. That's just the way I was born. And, but there are some people that are born extremely smart, extremely attractive, mm -hmm. extremely athletically gifted, whatever the thing may be. And because of the way they were born, maybe they have advantages you might not have. And maybe if that extremely athletic kid is born to parents with a lot of money, that would no doubt open up more doors for more training, more mm -hmm. fancy practice facilities to get them further in life. And if you do that over like five generations, it does have an impact on things yeah. like I, I don't I'm not a racist but do I acknowledge that some things in my life might have been easier because of the color of my skin probably so mm -hmm. and yeah. I guess that's trying to just make people realize yeah. that some things in a lot of situations but race in a particular case is easier or harder just based on the color of your yeah. skin I just feel like they're refusing to actually look at the problem and do something about it. They're making excuses and they're saying, but what if this blah, 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 blah. Instead of actually having a system for equality and making sure you know everybody is getting treated fairly and getting mm -hmm. the exact same opportunities regardless of the color of their skin, stand up for that. Be a voice for that. Don't be, uh, don't be a... Um, uh, someone in the system that's just being like, well, but blah, blah, blah. It's not really good to have that conversation in schools. Yeah. Maybe we should have that conversation in schools because then maybe we'll actually see some results. Yeah. You know, it just stop trying to take away from the, the picture. See, Florida is just living up to their, their reputation of, of their just deep rooted, of the, like the rest of the South, just deep rooted mm -hmm. racism. So to draw some context to the story, so the Florida State Board of Ed voted unanimously to ban teaching critical race theory. Uh, another group in Florida called the Florida Education Association, a union that represents teachers across the state, opposed the rule change, saying that it would do a greater disservice to students to cover up history. So the, the rule says that teachers, this is must, quote, serve as facilitators for student discussion and do not share their personal views or attempt to indoctrinate or persuade students to a particular point of view. Mm -hmm. Another interesting quote, 
uh, instruction on the required topics must be factual and objective and may not suppress or distort historical or significant historical events such as the Holocaust. And this is the best interesting part here. And may not define American history as something other than the creation of a new nation based largely on universal principles stated in the Declaration of Independence. So it sounds like it's kind of making you glaze over history and just yeah. say we're all we're all great and awesome and here's our freedom, which is we do live yeah. in a good country with a lot of freedom. Other people yeah. aren't afforded, but we have our problems as well. It's, it sounds like Florida is wanting to become another China. Florida's nuts, man. Florida's nuts. I mean, they got they got beaches, they yeah. got Disney World, yeah. Universal. They got a lot yeah. of stuff on there, but they pretty much pretend like the pandemic didn't happen the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. Ron DeSantis, the governor, let's see, he's, it's viewed as a victory for him because he says he's been very, uh, he's a vocal critic of critical race theory. Uh, and he told the people that were voting not to be indoctrinating others with your ideology. Mm -hmm. And he's just an interesting guy. You know, they say why Florida's so crazy is not so much to people there, but they have the, the laws on what's like public information, like release yeah. information that what a lot of states would not be able to release like a random arrest of someone to the public. Florida's rules are different. So random arrests, like when some guy robs a gas station, like holds an alligator or something, that it becomes it becomes more news. And if you ever want to do something fun, Google Florida man or Florida woman and then your birthday. Yeah. Because it's always, you ever, the headlines, you ever heard of Florida man? No. Yeah, if you, if you Google it, because the headlines always say, why don't, you, why don't you do it right now? Google Florida man and put in your birthday on your phone. Because if the headlines always say, like, Florida man caught robbing gas station wearing Speedo for Cheetos or like things, the, the headlines, yeah, it probably happened lots of places, but for some reason, Florida law makes that more public information. So let's see, Caleb's Florida man on his uh, birthday. Um, what year do we have more? Pick, pick anyone you want. Oh, let's do this. This sounds fun. Florida man on speech is just as says governor should require mass statewide. Yeah, exactly. The Florida man. And if you're a lady, the Florida woman. Oh do you have, you have a good one, Ben? That's uh, I do not have a good one pulled up yet. Do, do you have more over a here? A lot of them. Of the Florida man ones? Yeah, the year before that, Florida man arrested after throwing firecrackers under a girl's bed during a prank gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's Florida man. He's always up to no good. And it's always Florida man. It's, yeah, Florida man. It's, it's true because they never, never do it. But the one thing about this is critical race theory is not going to go away. It says uh, at least 16 states are considering or have enacted bills that would limit how schools frame American history. And I think it's just a, it's a symptomatic of a larger issue of a lot of people think everything is awesome and has always been awesome. And for a lot of people, they realize it's not awesome and has not always been awesome. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle again, because there has been lots of issues with race that happen for people and still continue to happen but there's also it's, it's an easy thing to blame as well when things aren't going your way because i'm like no it's because you are lazy sometimes or you're a white lazy person or a red lazy person right. or any color lazy yeah. person that also exists because there are people of every race every skin color every age that are lazy and are hardworking overachievers yeah and that's reality mm -hmm. you can't blame or credit yeah. Race alone or really any of those things. It opens doors, it closes doors, but it might get you in the door, but it's not gonna 
Like just because you're black doesn't mean you're gonna be a star NBA player either. You gotta have yeah. Like it's not that. Just because you're what's what's a, what's a good white stereotype? I don't know. I can't, I can't think of. It was strange. It's like as white people, there aren't as many. We like unseasoned chicken. That's right. We have, we don't have enough flavor. Terrible stuff. Dance, Terrible dancers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The terrible dancers, which is I think true for a lot of black people. Uh, all right, last thing. Save the Bell reboot today.com. So that's on one of the. 25,000 streaming services, uh, Peacock, which I don't know, do you guys have Peacock? I have. For Probably soccer. for soccer, right? Yeah. You have Peacock? I do have Peacock, and I don't use it a whole lot, so I don't Yahoo. know why it's on there. Yahoo, yeah. That was, that yeah. was sad, it went from Netflix to, the, to Peacock, but it's on Comedy Central and other stations a lot, so like I record it, and I still mm -hmm. watch it a lot. But uh, Save with the Little Reboot, starting sec I haven't seen it, uh, the second season is starting filming sometime soon, but so they have, uh, did you guys watch it? You're a little bit younger. I was two. Did you ever watch Save by the Bell as a kid? Very, you're on the tail end of Yeah, I'm on the tail end of that. I, I, mean, I remember seeing it, but I never really paid attention to it. I, I watch it all the time. Yeah. And now I, I, I try to watch it once in a while now and realize, man, that was, it's one of the, some things you watch like 10, 20, 30 years later and realize it was really, really good and holds up. Some things you think that was not that good. Yeah. Save by the Bell by like 2021 standards, was that the good of a show? Yeah. Like in the early 90s, it seemed like a regular show. Yeah, I just feel like nostalgia is really hitting hard right now with a lot of people, oh, yeah. which is mm -hmm. why they're bringing back so many old school things. Everything's like, a reboot, I mean, revival. I mean, Karate mm -hmm. Kid with Cobra Kai, you got the Mighty Ducks on, on uh, you know, the new Mighty Ducks series on, on Disney Plus. And then, I mean, uh, the new Ninja Turtle movies being made. There's so many yeah. things that they're bringing back. People, people are dressing like. They're in the 80s and 90s. Nostalgia again. is like, nostalgia is powerful is, and valuable. I feel like it's been hitting harder than it ever has lately. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is, but it is kind of interesting. I think part of it is like the generation of people like in the 80s and 90s, a lot of them now are, I think it's the first generation that are like approaching the levels now where they might have some disposable income. There's the ability to stream and binge things like never before. Yeah. And uh, and they're having kids now or have kids so like trying to have them enjoy the same thing I watched when I was a kid because then they have and they have like the, the Hallmark card of like the father and son watching the same show like I watched the other one when I was a kid and then like you're watching it with your kid I think it's I think that's the combination of all that plus streaming plus the generation okay. I, nostalgia is powerful say by the bell though it didn't really hold up over time but at the time it was a really good show yeah all right, so wrapping up the five today, ESPN Gambling, Safe Big Macs, COVID on Cruise Ships, Critical Race Theory, and Save by the Bell Reboot. If you enjoyed this, please continue to follow us on all the social channels, CP Supplies. This is The Five, Tyler, Ben, Caleb. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a great day.